0: tonight we're going to talk about the role of the Apostle vision in the shift agenda. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I believe that you need to really understand your role in this agenda. If we should realize all the things that Apostle President has told us, we in Apostle have a role to play. Hallelujah. So tonight we're going to have a panel discussion. First on my list, we have Apostle Dr. Abraham Ofori Kregou. Please, let's welcome him on stage. He's the National Superintendent of Aposa and also a Founding Father. A Founding Father deserves a better round of applause. (laughs) Hallelujah. The next panelist is Pastor Dr. Alexander Edwards. He is the local pastor for K2 Assembly. He is also a founding father of the vision. Oh, he's Obroniel. So he deserves a better round of applause. Give it up unto him. Hallelujah. Pastor, you are welcome. Next on our list is Pastor Emmanuel Teti. He is the local pastor of Man Zion Assembly, Asylum Down. He is the administrative manager of the Apostolic Church Ghana headquarters. Please welcome him with a better round of applause. Our host for this discussion is also ready. He's in the person of Pastor John Inkansa. He's the local pastor for Awusko Assembly. Please welcome him with a round of applause. At this stage, I want to encourage all of us. Your role at this point is to be very attentive, so that we can really understand what they are going to share with us. With that much I do, I hand over the microphone to the host, Pastor Nkansa. Please put your hands together for the Lord.
1: Aposa! Aposa! Now listen, you don't you don't sit down and arise and build. that's better we are going to do it again hallelujah all right please shall we take our seats we want to thank god for this opportunity for this wonderful to meet this wonderful man of god this evening to discuss something very important and dear to our heart. And I think that um, we'll all be very attentive to learn from them the history and the the way forward. These are seasoned men of God that God has given unto us this time. I will be more than glad to hear from them. I think the one hour will not be enough, but we have to play time, so we'll still have to do the one hour. I also want to let you know that after the discussion I'll give you time to ask a few questions if you want clarification on a few things. So, when we are about 10 minutes getting to the end I will invite questions from all of you. Hallelujah. My wonderful panelists have been introduced already and so I'm going to kick the ball right away. Now, there are a lot of us here who don't know how Aposa started, and we want to put it on record this evening, how the vision came about, and what the state of the apostolic church was around that time. And uh, I would give this opportunity to Pastor Dr. Alex Edward. Aposa,
2: arise and build. Let me thank you all for making my night because when I look across, then I know that we're getting somewhere. Uh, How did this start? Memory is a little gone because I'm getting too old. But I'll try as much as possible to remember as far as I'm concerned. We had a little bit of an experiment years between '84 and '86. From that interaction with Apostle, we came up with determination that we must go back to the university and mobilize all the students that under the church, because by then we were fellowshipping with other student movements, particularly PENSA and then we realized that it's not fair because we also have a church that we belong to and so that was just discussions here and there and trying to find out the method that we will adapt but obviously it was just like casual talking and praying together and knowing ourselves but by 1986 we realized that no this is deep we really want to get out and take up the mantle unfortunately that was the time that we had to leave campus so we all graduated and then because it was the will of god now i know i didn't know that because it was the will of god something really happened and we had to go back to campus we had to go back to campus First, to pursue uh, another course, and then my brother, too, was also admitted to come and do another course, which means that those of you that we, you were supposed to start the program that you didn't, it's like God saying, go back. Get, get, get back to your uh, campus and start. So I remember I got back to campus in October, and from that time on, we started trying to see how we can come together. Fortunately, we had a little strategy called "put label." I mean, notices on the notice boards of all the halls, and anybody that will write their names on as a apostolic, apostolic member, then we can go and visit. And that, that is the beginning. It was the beginning of something that we never
3: known that it was gonna be that big.
1: Thank you very much, Apostle Doctor. Can you add something to it?
3: Thank you very much. I believe. I have my big brother has said, all. Oh. So um, when the decision came to form such a group, we met at the Witness Convention in 1986 in Nkoko. That is where we communicated a vision to the youth in, its, in their entirety. So like you said, when they came back to campus, when we came back to campus, he to continue the course. I also came to continue that course. Then we saw the apostolics and we, use them as the core. We had about nine students and they were all members of the executive. Uh-huh. So, this thing. Uh, yes, yes, I mean, one man, one post. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, we began mopping up in 86 and we had our first service in April 1987 on USC campus when we invited Pastor Apostle Joe Boatin to minister on campus. So after then we began what we call penetration. We began to move from USC campus and we began to penetrate. And we, the first place we went was Koforidua. That's where he I got mean, his wife. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. We went to Tema, Accra, and other places. So in brief that is how we began.
1: Apostle, so which, which dates do we take as the official inception of APOSA? Is it 96 or eight, 97? Eight, 86. 86 or eight, 86. 86? 86.
3: 86. 86 was when the first call right. came on campus. We began operation. But like I said, we have a first service on campus in 87. Uh, but was- we began in 86.
1: Thank you very much. Can you also help us, what was the state of the apostolic church by then, the the church in general?
3: The church was there for 51 years. We had celebrated um, the Golden Jubilee in 85. And um, let me add that, you see, Aposa coming on the scene, didn't come just like any other student group. You realize that Aposa appeared to be quite different because the orientation of the group was quite different from the other groups on campus. We were not just interested in meeting as other groups, but we had a focus to impact the church. So so, so, so so, that was the difference. And we realized that in 85, after the Golden Jubilee, a lot of ripples in the church. Politically, things were not going on well. And um, now, some of the things that we are taking for granted didn't exist in those days. Uh-huh. I don't want to just go back, but a lot of things didn't exist. So we thought that we need to arise and build and impact the church. So that was the scenario or the setting in which Aposa sprang up. It is this.
1: Thank you very much. Pastor Iman, I'll be coming to you very soon. But Pastor Edwards, can you tell me the vision? In maybe two or three points, exactly what is the vision of Aposa? What do we stand for? What exactly is our mandate?
2: sometimes you can start something and you really don't know what you're doing. Especially when you are not very much a traditional apostolic. It's like, let's go and pray. Let's go and see how God will do something. But the good news was that I I thought of the fact that the apostolic students need to get up and do something so that the church will benefit from us at that time. And then when you interact with seasoned men of God who have started from Sunday school and stuff like that, and they can brief you that within the apostolic, there are a lot of things that are not really right. So they're left focused on how we can build the church. In fact, at that time, when you say, let's build a church, I'll look at it and say, come on, build what? Is it blocks or whatever? But then I know that for now, understand that God was saying that we should arise put up an army, and then start doing things. In other words, penetrate into the church and find work to do. Because I I remember as far back as 84, where I had a vision. I got up in the morning, and the dream was like I had a whole thousands of army people that I was leading. And I was one of the smallest in the army. And maneuvering among them, it was a little bit tough. So some people were trying to boot me, and I'm like how MP Sam, what is this, the one at Pram Pram who said he was dodging <laughs> Chinese kind of karate. But in that vision, I didn't, I didn't understand what it means to have a whole bunch of army. But then I remember the Lord interpreting, and said that if you can put in bottles, bottles of water, and then you can take water and pour into it one after the other, and it's likely that you will fill the okay. So, in technical terms, you like we got to raise people up who will help to build certain things that ought to be done by young people who don't even know. I don't know how.
1: Thank but you very much. So, you are raising an army to do something in the church to help find work in the church to do. I want to remind you that the topic is the role of apostle in the apostolic church shift agenda. So we want to look at the background, we want to look at APOSA, where we are, how it started, where we are, and then we'll look at the shift agenda, and then we'll see the role, we'll try and get out the role of APOSA in the shift agenda. Pastor Ima, can you tell me, are we on course? The vision, the mandate, is APOSA on course? Have we deviated? APOSA.
4: Well, I am... I think I, I count myself fortunate to have met uh, these great men. I mean, uh, seen their footprints and followed their heels, including our president and our first lady, uh, to have encountered them on the campuses. So, I got a small bit of wind of what uh, the intention was, what the vision is. Um, are we on course? Yes. I'll say a big, emphatic yes. And uh, I think we, we are even witnesses now of God beginning to, uh, if you like, move the marbles where they should be. And uh, it's all an evidence of the fact that what God started with these great men and women um, 33 years ago is beginning to manifest. So with this crowd gathered here, it's an evidence that the vision is on course. Um that is one side in terms of the mobilization. Um I think what maybe I'm going ahead of myself and the questions, but we are on course. What I think is we need to pay attention to is whether we are in debt, okay? Uh, we, we, the gathering, you could see it happening. Uh, the numbers, God mobilizing. I mean, the army, uh, Pastor Dr. Alex Edwards just spoke about. You see the army being gathered. I think what we, we're looking at is the training and equipping uh, for what is ahead. So I would say we are on course uh, with what is happening. All right. Apostle Doctor. So, Apostle is on course. We
1: thank God for his mercies. We've not digressed. We are on course. Apostle Doctor, can you tell me 33 years down the line, had you look back and say, you saw, now you can see the hand of God in what you people were doing. Maybe you didn't understand by then, but now you're looking back and you see that this was the move of God directing the affairs of this group. Yes,
3: I can say that the move of God was evident. Um, the Bible said that our lines are falling in pleasant places. And I can say that the Lord appears to have thrown our lines into pleasant places and give us a goodly inheritance. Um, like he said, Dr. Edward said, um, some of us completed. I completed my diploma course. He completed a degree course. But some way, somehow, I was recommended to come and read a degree in an economy. He too was brought back to read an MA in art, African arts. Uh-huh. You could see the hand of God, and also at that same time, certain, should I say, prominent groups rose up in the church. They all collapsed. The Lord preserved Aposa. I could see the hand of God in Aposa. The Lord preserving the group against onslaughts people who appear not to have understood us, and also the people that he brought along, committed people, you could see that the hand of God was evident. So I don't want to, I mean, I believe the point, but I can say that with hindsight, the Lord has been very, 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 very faithful to the group. And um, one apostle gave a prophecy. I don't want to mention his name, about what we are seeing today. Um, after one of the inaugurations in in this area, that was the first time he had come closely with the, I mean to vision. He had heard about deviant boys and girls misbehaving.
1: So you were you were you were seen as deviant.
3: Yes, 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 yes. Really, G- garrulous. But we had an inauguration in this area, a post-president gave Covenant life one, uh, two. two, I gave Covenant life one, a post-president gave Covenant life two, and he did then, Dr. Vanzini. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we are divided. We all attended the uh, Morrissey School Ministry in 1984. So we picked up, I picked up to Dr. Alice Ness. He picked after, Morris, I mean, Avanzini. He picked after Moricello. So that was more or less our style. So after administration, this apostle called us into his living room. He was almost in tears, shivering. And he made a prophecy that we are holding the church in trust for you people. I think our remembers it, that the Lord is using us to hold the church And you are the one, one of you will be the president. That's what he
1: said. It's a good place to put your hands together.
3: Uh, What I'm saying, I I think um, 1988, 31 years ago. Because, you see, the man was speaking prophetically and and, and he was so emotional. He was out of himself. That, you see, what I've heard and what I've seen, it appears we are holding the church in trust for you. The Lord is preparing you and at the appropriate time, we will leave the scene and you will come over. So, look at how the devil attacked Aposa. And for Aposa to have survived in all this, when other stronger groups were killed, the hand of God was evident.
1: Let's do it to the glory of God. Let's put our hands together.
2: Let me, let me add to it. If you really want to know how we are on course, study my life. You see, if God has not done it, I think the group will have died before it was born. The reason is that, you see, some of us are very uncivilized when it comes to dealing with things of God. And with my uncontrollable spirit, probably God had to shift me away and hide me somewhere in London. And for all the years that I was in London, things went on. So that instead of the people saying that this guy who's come to cause confusion, whose mama and daddy are not here, he looks like a carpenter's son, where is he? The attention was now focused on the people that they know who are more gentle and nice. Little did they know that the guys were also rising up with horns to really bulldoze at their way old tree. <laughs> so by the time they realized, both to will and to do his good works, even the calmest animal among us became a radical somebody that they couldn't deal with. <laughs> and the term arise and build became very real. Now These guys are going to sit down for you to control are first of what they intend to do. So, Therefore, like Apostle said, we became like business agents of provocation. Uh, infantile lefties. Uh, what uh, are some right. of the terminologies? Um.
3: Uh, let, let me give cl- more clarity to what uh, right. the doctor is saying. You know, he wasn't part of the church. He didn't grow up as an apostolic. So what he feared, he didn't fear.
1: Uh-huh. We know uh-huh. Apostle brethren,
3: born and bred apostolic, he could not stand in front of a and say, hey, me say. <laughs> <laughs> I dare not do that. But he came out, and they used to call him a, a, a Apostolic bronie, uh, Rollins. Rollins. Rollins, so he, uh, Rollins. And it was like, bak, 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 bak. and the Lord used that charisma to lift up the group. Probably with our, uh, 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 should I say, diplomacy, it would have been difficult. But the Lord used him. But when it was becoming a problem in coach, when it was becoming a turn in their flesh, like he said, the Lord decided to relocate, to to shift him to Europe. And then stepped in. (laughs) So a shift began in 1988.
1: Ah! Was it in the right direction?
3: In the right direction.
1: Was it in the power of the Holy Spirit? In the power of the Holy Ghost. To the cutting edge.
3: To the cutting edge in the (laughs) code. You know, he left Europe. In December nineteen eighty-eight, I mean, I think November, it was coat to cutting edge, <laughs> and you know he was a bullying coat. I mean, we all feared him because he was rawness. He could give orders, and the first lady and others, I mean, we were all shaking. <laughs> I remember when we were seeing him off at the airport, myself and president, it was like, "Namu, we are coming meeting, eh, eh, minimum B." Just say, we all feared him. Mm. The castle feared Everybody feared him. So I think when he stepped out and a very diplomatic apostle president came in, the group gained an acceptance. It is very likely that if he had been there, after putting up the group, it could have been a problem. But when he left and more (laughs) domesticated domesticated guys came in, it appeared to have helped their sins. So this is the hand of God. That's how I see it.
1: Put your hands together, put your hands together. God knows how to do it. If he said it, he will do it. But he's back. He, but he came
3: back at the appropriate time. <laughs> and he came back after 10 years with a whole lot of ideas. Yeah. A-L-D-I, a L D I, Apostle, this, and it was like he came back when we had gained acceptance and there was no turning back. Uh-huh. And he came back, and when he came back to a whole lot of ideas. I mean, those days he met a core of radicals, and you see that the poster spirit came back in a certain way. ALDI, blah, 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 40 days, blah, blah, 2000 plus. (laughs) So, so, so. so.
2: You see, when I came back, they were still too slow for my liking. (laughs) Jeez.
1: You were the catalyst (laughs) there.
2: There were people getting married here and there. And everything seems to be like slow motion. Then I said, no. Do you know that the first 40 days fasting and prayer was initiated by a And I was in the plane coming when the Lord told me, when you go, tell my people to fast 40 days. So I wrote it down. Brought it to Apostle Burma, and Buama hijacked it and said, Yes, we'll do it. So the fire was like, It is burning, but if you put this guy in charge, he's gonna even quench the fire before it burns. <laughs> and then we had to, they didn't have any secretary, they didn't have any organization, it's like, they don't even have a car. And I was like, this, this, this is a group that I formed with Vim and Vigor, and everything was like, bang, 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 10 years you have been sleeping. Okay, let's arise right, and, build and build again. <laughs> and after causing a little bit of staring, I had to be checked out again. again. Another shift. Wow. This time, not to UK, but US. All right. You know, so why are we saying this? I'm saying that when God is working,
5: okay.
2: he can use just a small time to stir up something and then clear out the weeds and the weeds and everybody so as to get his way out. It might sound like it is a little bit time-wasting or things are a little bit calm because he does all things beautiful in his time.
1: All right. God does everything beautiful in his time. Now, when you were speaking, you were talking, you were saying that Posa did he have a secretariat, did he have a car. Immediately, the next question I want to ask, you were students when the group was formed how did you finance your activities? How were you able to raise money to finance the activities? uh, Now, I want uh, us to listen carefully uh, what our fathers are going to tell us. You know,
3: we have to thank God for the life of Dr. Edwards. And those days, he was the only person who was capable of raising money. Really? Yes. Because he was an artist. Those days, we didn't have digital printing. So, he has to I mean, we'd be we, we, we doing um, well, um, artworks, you could, those days we have banners, banners and printings. So he formed a company called Gospel Graphics. And the sole aim of Gospel Graphics was to raise money to finance their group. Wow. So he would go out and search for jobs. I remember Christian Outreach Magazine was printing it. And some Christian publications in time, he was doing the publication. When the money came, he brought it. I remember the first retreat at Fumishwa, after I had some money, went to town to buy uh, uh, those days, we had a uh, quench. Uh-huh, Walai, quench. Uh-huh. Those yeah, of you, They don't, don't know what quench was. Uh-huh. Don't, they don't of, know. Most you know,
1: of them, some, them don't know. Some
3: cabin biscuits and blah, blah. If he financed it, transportation and everything. I remember 84 school ministry like this, he get, I mean, paid or us to, and, I mean, be there. So, so, so I can say that the Lord used him. And when his coffers dried up, we have to go to the widow of Zarefat. That one we go to town, Elder KK, Elder Ampa, other people will go to them, Sunyani, Elder Bossman, we go to Takrade, and blah, blah. And I remember one day, we had to source for funds elsewhere. President then had to go to Sunyani, I had to go to <laughs> Takrade. We decided to meet at the point in time, whether I have money or not. I know something. When he arrived from Sunyane, he had been engulfing so much dust because the road was so dusty. So that was it. We used to floating, in, appeal envelopes, but the fact is that God was faithful. So the people out there thought that we were being sponsored by some other foreign entities. So that even intensified... Um, the opposition against the group. These are the time when the whole church struggles to finance conventions. But you these young little boys and girls, you organize a committee and write free feeding and accommodation. <laughs> 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 and you're able to feed 200 people free. So so they do the bit. by realize that faith was there. Faith was there. It is seven he spared that debt. And the Lord sent us through. It ate a president was the president. He also brought faith. And the Lord blessed us. And you know something? We learned even to sow at that age. So that the monies were not flowing, but when we receive money, we, we. I remember in 88 like this. Come meeting, we received some small income. We didn't know how to organize 88 uh, uh, Congress. But president, he came out and said, that, Okay, this money, let's donate it
1: now. Let to me, another group. You don't have money, yes, you get money, you get money, but you let's want to do it as a seed. Money. Yes, and oh. at that
3: time, one of his uh, maids had a group on campus. We called him, give the money to him. <laughs> so, and know something in '89, that was the first time we could see finances. You could see green. (laughs) The seed was sold in January 20, uh, January 1989. By December 1989, our our, our cap was sold. So, 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 we began like that. Self financing, contacting people, appeal envelopes, and also a step of faith.
1: We are learning.
2: Let me add. When it comes to finance, please. I'm a very typical way that God can use to bless this church. You sitting out there, you never know that you can be a financier. Apostle Doctor President said something that we are not going to be borrowing and showing off how people should help us. That that resonates to my spirit that whatever we intend to do, it can come from within. Okay, young us, we were we were very young. After all, when you are, even though I was in the postgraduate, thing, I was just 20-something. But whatever I would do to make sure that the group gets on, I did. Whatever you do to make sure that this apposal shift agenda forward, you can do it. Don't ever think of what you will get back. Let God reward you even in secret. I am what I am because of apposal and how I financed it. My father doesn't even have a dime to his name. My mama died early. I come from a, a place where it is not even on the map, but I can promise you, the, the family looks upon unto me for every little
3: fox that I can do. And let me also add, and I think it will help some of you, the spirit of sacrifice was in vogue. Though this when you receive your student loan, you dare not. Fail to pay your ties.
1: A snit uh, loan.
3: Sister Jane and the assistant, they'll make sure uh, are your ties. <laughs> she was the deputy, I mean, the vice, treasurer. And, 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 and we were financing the group. We moved out. We were doing our thing. But I remember the first time I received something from Apostle poster, reimbursement, was after a long time. So almost all of us it's about time to go for a program. Take your personal money, and go. So the spirits of sacrifice was rife. So we were just taking money from the students. I remember those days. You say, Ah, for me, untie me, me so ties. said one of the last time I took money from you to do cycle selling. Those days were days of cycle selling. Yeah. So when I have money, I go and buy A4 sheets, and that was the Bible study cycle selling for advice. Tensio, <laughs> you come a long way, <laughs> You might not know CENCEL because those were archaic technology. We type on typewriters, on CENCELs, and we go and buy some ink. So, so we were investing, so financing the students. Up. And it went on even after we graduated, that thing was still there. So I want to tell you that not everything will receive TNT. Learn to sacrifice. The Lord will bless.
1: Learn to sacrifice. The spirit is here. Learn to sacrifice. A new dimension has been introduced into the apostolic church. We hear word shift all around us. Pastor Ima, what is shift? The shift agenda.
4: I think um, it's quite interesting shift. Shift is an English word. So if you are asking what is shift, it means move. Uh, simply put, it means to move. But within the context of the discussion. Um, interestingly, it wasn't any of these founding fathers who introduced the term. It, it was God-given in recent times. And uh, the management, current management of the church uh, found it appropriate as God has directed to adopt it as the driving way, you know, for what God is doing with them. But you see, I I find the shift very relevant in context because um, given the background, the uh, fathers have narrated. It's quite important that the church makes a move away from the old. We have a president who is from the stock of Aposa. Spend time in prayer together with our first lady, uh, Mrs. Amina. Um, and others they spent time in prayer they really saw the face of God and it's coincidental that when God was putting uh, President Amina on the seat the prophetic word and it came twice at different locations and I I just want to give that context Um, it was last year when we organized a program at Asylum Down, we called the Eagles Conference. And uh, we had Apostle Tula from South Africa. He came and during one of the days when he was ministering, um, the Lord suddenly spoke through him. And he said the voices, this was last year, October ending into November. The voices that have been covered and blocked for years, decades in the apostolic church. He's hearing them surfacing and Akintola is not a Ghanaian. He's a Nigerian in ministry in South Africa. Okay? And so he made that declaration and then at the end of the declaration, he said there is a shift. Okay? last year, November, incidentally, at the induction of the current management, um, President Amina, when another Nigerian minister who is in UK, he came to speak. He was the main speaker for the induction. His topic was on the shift. Akin to life in South Africa. And Markway is in UK and I mean their ways don't really cross but the Lord put the same word in their mouth and it was at a time um, this new management is coming up. So I see the shift as God's purpose to move the church from the old way. Like the scripture says you can't put new wine in old wine bottles it must be new wine bottle. So the shift is God's agenda to move the church to where it should be. I will put it, to where it should be. There are some details that we can look at, um, but generally, this is what I will will put it. Thank you very much. Apostle Doctor, can you
1: you help me with some of the key elements in the shift agenda?
3: thank you very much um, i believe the key elements in the shift agenda uh, the shift agenda has some core values and the core values i believe we are now aware holding the word of god in high esteem the centrality of the holy spirit in all affairs abhorring immorality love for prayer commitment to the welfare of members honoring each other and involving individual gifting recognizing the significance of women's ministry respect and value for children as an integral and essential part of the church. Maintaining a unique apostolic identity and sacrificial communal giving. So these are the core values of the vision. But when you move down to we have some of the strategic, I mean some of the strategies and policy initiatives that also undergird the uh, shift agenda. So I don't know at the appropriate time we'll be picking though that
1: Thank you very much. Um I want to ask Doc Pastor Doc, tell me, is there a time frame where we can say that the shift is over? Are we gonna say shift is gonna be a year, two years, ten years? When can we say that the shift is over, or we keep on shifting till Jesus comes?
2: There was a man in the Bible who said that as soon as I saw the breath of Christ. Now I know Simon said, okay, I can die now. But he didn't know that that was just the beginning. So as soon as we saw the presidency in our camp, we know that, yes, we've made it. But then the Lord brought this term, which conceptually, having come from a change leadership background, I realized that the simplest way to understand the shift agenda is to say change. Because we change because we, we we are not very comfortable with the old. We change because there are certain things that we need to, if you like, manipulate and make better. We change because we are aspiring to be somewhere. And if that is the case, then it has no terminal degree where you can say that it is finished change is dynamic, it results from anything that, even as we keep going, we may find other things that we need to change or add.
1: Thank you very much. Pastor Ima, can you add a yeah, word um, to it?
4: I think in terms of the key element, one, one thing that also stands out for me, and I pick it from where uh, Apostle Dr. Farik left off and add to uh, Pastor Dr. Edwards. You see, the apostolic uh, symbol, the small big A. Uh, whenever I say that, it sounds funny because from nursery we are taught small A and big A. But this is a small big A. Uh, whatever that means. It has a globe inside. And the globe represents the world. And it's about the, the, the vision of the fathers at the time. Was that it means we should cover the whole world, the globe, with the gospel, with the message of Christ? I think it was during the formulation of the shift agenda that it became alive also for me that God is calling us as part of the shift agenda, a key element is to propagate the gospel to take the word of God to the ends of the world, okay? So, I mean, we've been so localized in Ghana, said that even the few uh, foreign missions we have, we struggle with them. We've not been able to define them very clearly. We've not made very good use, I think, of them in terms of propagating the gospel and impacting lives but I think the shift agenda brings it alive in its mission statement that it's about belting the globe with the message of the gospel and it's one thing I believe the shift agenda is going to drive very strongly but to your question about the time frame for the shift agenda um, like Pastor Edward said I don't see a time frame, except that the things that have to be done will be done. I mean, man cannot decide when it is done. It is God who will decide. And also, let me add, uh, because Pastor Alex mentioned that from the leadership uh, perspective, he sees the shift agenda as change. Uh, Be it known that it's not a change of the church doctrine. It's not a change in the tenets of our faith. It's not a change in our rules of belief or the things that we hold very dearly scripturally. It's a change in mindset. It's a change from tradition, the traditions of men, which have eaten so strongly into the church said that it is stifling the move of God. It is crippling the mind and the purpose for which God set his church up. It is a shift from traditions that doesn't allow the gifts of the spirit to manifest and to be utilized for the growth of the gospel. And so it's not um, a change of, if you like, the doctrine or the tenets, had change, a mindset.
1: Thank you very much. The role of APOSA in persecuting the shift agenda. So now we've known APOSA, what it stands for. We've heard a little bit about the shift agenda, the key elements. We want to marry the two. We know there are different movements in the church and every one of them has a role to play in the shift agenda. What is going to be the general and the specific roles APOSA would take to help the shift agenda, agenda materialize.
3: But before we go on, I uh, just want to highlight, I thought you'd given us time to bring some key Please do.
1: issues. Please do. So,
3: um, because of time, probably I want to tease out some of the uh, 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 issues that will lead to this gathering. Um, for example, um, the shift agenda is about strengthening, I mean, one strategy is about strengthening campus fellowship for ministry. So, under the agenda, we're supposed to create, uh, I mean, uh, budget lines for campus ministry, and the president is so passionate about. We have been full-time pastors for some of the tertiary institutions.) And uh, can I assure you that as of now, CEC has done some shortlisting, and very soon, if the ministry committee and the executive and council will agree. We have full-time ministers. We have been traveling secretaries for, 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 for you. So President's agenda is about strengthening the campuses so that uh, we'll be able to stand boot for boot with some of our compatriots who are taking over the campuses. And also, the children's ministry is also to be turned into holistic children's churches. Now, we're not going to look at them as church under trees. We put them somewhere for us to have our peace of mind, but they are supposed to be trained and trained well. And one thing which probably relates to is also about women ministry to harness the gifts in the women. As we sit here, the women are in the majority, but it's been said that their place is in the kitchen. Now we want to give more life to the women under the agenda uh, so they can harness, we can harness their uh, gifts. One thing also which relates to us is also to um, help in the area of human resource policies to motivate the human capital. But the other thing that I probably want to stress is also the uh, self-application route to the ministry. Most of the young men and women, young men in the church who wanted to enter the ministry have been frustrated, whether deliberately or not. And then the shift agenda, one of that mode of entrance into the ministry has been created. That is, if you so feel that you have the call, you can access the ministry through an application. And I think um, the details are out. Um so these are some of the things probably which relate to us sitting here. And the under shift agenda to Church services are to be modified so that to make it Uh user-friendly. And um, matters about joint services are to be de-emphasized. Local churches are to be given, I mean, a lease of life, oxygen to operate. So there are a lot of issues, but I think that these are the ones which relate to you. And the constitution too has been reviewed and revised to be in tune with modern uh, uh, trends. So, sitting down here, if you feel that we are setting issues about the constitution which is still in the church, you can send in your contributions. So, this is the key one that we, I want us to
1: Thank survey. you so much. So, my question is we've seen the agenda, we've seen the key element and we, a person needs to make sure that the shift agenda succeeds. We've been told that campuses, campus fellowship is going to be strengthened. But what, what are we expecting our members to do? What are we supposed to do? What is our role? How do we go about it so that we make sure that shift will really, really, really materialize? What are we supposed to do? We'll be going back very soon to various campuses. But what are we supposed to do on the various campuses? And then when we come home also into our local churches... What are the members supposed to do, the apostle members supposed to do in view of other movements also in the church? We have the witness, etc., etc.
2: I think if I look at some of the activities on campus, I realize that over time, the apostle vision itself has been diluted a little bit. apostles on campuses are almost like an extension of the church locally. So, you go to church, you do all this. Sometimes they even do affordable, like the normal this thing. So, first of all, if we can inculcate into the church on campuses a different way of looking at the apostle vision, because it's not, it's not just like translating things into English for the sake of fellowship. I don't think most of the time when you even talk about missions, we are doing it alongside the vision of the opposer, which is like penetrate, make sure that you create an impact, and leave a legacy of saying that there must be a shift. We go to the villages and places to do missions, probably we have to look at it that by the time we leave the place, there's an imprint of, let's say, 1987, was it? When we went to Sugani, and up to now, people still remember. Create an impression or some kind of indelible mark that you realize that either the people's prayer life will change, their giving life will change, or even the way they treat souls will change. Create an impression when you go to missions that will resonate, the kind of shift agenda that the president is holding from the national level. so that at the local, at the campuses, and wherever we meet as opposer, it's different. Okay, it's different. Uh, sometime, I think today, that I felt like, it looks like the church, even we, the students and opposer members, are losing one of the charisma, uh, characteristics of my church. This church that I came to inherit is clapping. The way we're clapping, I clapped her to the point where Estudan came to my, chair, my house and said, Apostle, how do you clap so much that even me myself, I'm afraid that your hand will break?
0: <laughs>
2: I said, you know, and not that I, I knew how to do that, but I felt like yeah, this is my identity. I can do all these things through Christ. And I, I believe there was a one time that one of the Uh, joyful way singers came to me and said, you clap as if you are, excuse me to say, do you come from Accra or The way he turned the whole thing to a city life, I knew that he wanted to refer to me as a bush boy. (laughs) You see, because many of them didn't know that kind of lifestyle of clapping for Christ. Now we use it as if it is a, a, a punctuation in our ministry. Let's clap for Jesus. Let's clap for J- and some of the claps cry, They are decent. They are too decent and too civilized that we do it as if it is like <laughs> scientific. No. Yes. Yes. Somebody got to clap. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I believe that is the Apostle's faith. I remember I always get in, tro- in trouble with even the dancing. Now, we are all scientific. So, let us bring this revival of the Apostle's energy, that kind of selflessness in the things of God, so that out of it, I was once queried that we are all maturing so you see now we can do things hey I'm getting to 60 but I can still do all things through Christ let (laughs) us clap and make sure that it is the clap that God can say yes
1: thank you Very soon, I'll be coming to you for your questions, Pastor <clears throat> Iman. What what else do you want to add? Maybe yeah.
4: final, a long final word. Yeah, I, I think uh, the role of APOSA members um, it can, it cannot be more important than now. I think we are in times when each and every one of us should see ourselves as ambassadors of the shift agenda. I think it's important for us to take this up. I mean, we heard um, the fathers talk about the sacrifice, I mean, part of which I came to meet. uh, When money is needed, then in the executive, the question comes around, who has money somewhere he can go and take it maybe whether your father's money he has given you to keep or some money you have to go and use in buying something that you can bring it uh, for us to use I think um, that kind of uh, sacrificial spirit each and every one of us as part of the mandate of the shift agenda we need to develop it inculcate it and run with it Um, I think the other bit and that is where I started talking about a shift. I mean, whether Aposa is accomplishing the vision. I think the other bit is about lifestyle, holiness, uh, the, the heart with which we serve God. What I came to meet um, in Aposa is that holiness was a key hallmark of what God is looking out for in using us to accomplish his purpose. I think in the present dispensation, there are a lot of pollutants in and around. A lot of things are going on, said that if we are not careful, we'll be swept away with a lot of defilement and still think that because we are part of this congregation, we are part of what God is doing but holiness uh, is one key hallmark that Apostle has thrived on over the years. And so if we are asking about the role of Apostle members in driving the shift agenda, I think it's also a call back to holiness. Um, Working with God with a heart of integrity, not for reputation reputation in the sense that you are doing it for people to see but in the inner chambers the things we do we know do not please god in any way in the chamber and in the public place um, it should be holiness we should have a clean heart before god and drive it um I, i'll say that we should be very actively involved in the shift agenda but with three cardinal points that I, I recognize, especially also because of the person in the chair of the church, uh, Apostle Lamina. Because is of the Apostle's talk, please, the caution is that whatever we do wrong, others will point fingers at the president that these are his people. These are the people they have trained. Yeah, this is the opposite people. They've been talking about it all these years. Now, their man is the president. So, look at what they're doing. I I implore all of us. Please, let's be mindful that as we drive the shift agenda, our behavior, our utterances, our character does not bring bad name to the president and the opposite vision as a whole. I, I think it's quite important We do this, I mean, we drive the Apostle Vision and the shift agenda in humility, in humility, very important, with prayer. We drive it with prayer a lot and also with sacrifice, three things. That we pray, we sacrifice, and we remain humble. That is how I believe that we can take the shift agenda forward.
3: Let me also add
4: Go
1: ahead.
3: that it is the president's vision. The national council has accepted it, so now it is the church's own vision. So as an Sanaposa person, let's own it. Let's understand the principles in the shift agenda, and let's also help propagate it. Unfortunately, let me say unfortunately, now most people appear to have taken certain aspects of the shift agenda that interest them and they have thrown it out there as what it is about. But it's up to you and I to understand it, learn about it, probably organize seminars on it, teach people about it, holistically, not pick those ones which interest us. For some people, I know the only thing that they heard the president say is that <laughs> Yes.
6: <laughs>
3: so now some elders are preaching about presidency and point them. So now some people have been complaining that they go to business services, thirty they are closed church. So people are now giving it a um, ministry land. And the main issue, they are avoiding it. So I think it's up to you and I to understand what shift is about, holistically, own it. Yes, president, they Engineer. All right. are,
1: are we going to get a document coming out with some yes, of these sir, key my, elements I understand in there.
3: The, the document will be coming out very soon now that um, the rounds have ended they've ended oh, I think um, on the plan it was supposed to end in in December, but you are there okay, so it's not ended he's the chief of staff, so if he says it's not ended I understand it so after the rounds and understand the inputs from the various areas will be collated and added to the document and very soon we have the document. I think that one I'm, I'm right on that score.
1: You're supposed to own it. It's our vision now. You're supposed to own it. Can we talk about the fear of God and walking in the comfort of the Holy Spirit as we stand in Acts chapter 9 verse 31. E. Walking in the fear of the Lord, in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. A little position on one.
4: Oh, okay. I mean, in the context of Of the shift agenda, agenda yes, Um, I I think for me, again, it connects to what APOSA stands for. What I came to meet uh, these great men of God and women of God uh, driving and for me, it impacted my life, the fear of God. said that um i tell you a funny thing i mean the fear of god was so much on me uh said that i i knew the holy spirit was present with me wherever i was wherever i am said that if i'm sitting on this chair somewhere in my mind i create space for the holy spirit to also have a a place to sit yeah i mean those days I I, I sit in the bus and subconsciously I find myself creating space on the seat because I think God is with me and I must make room for Him uh, physically. You know, I I think the fear of God, not the fear that makes you run away, but reverence, reverence, Hannah, uh, recognition, Um, we should have it wherever we are in the marketplace and in our living rooms, wherever we are, on campus and at home. Uh, Let the fear of God be present with you because it is that reverence we give to God that manifests his presence uh, to us wherever we find ourselves. So if we take out our reverence for God as um, church members, as believers, and as Apostle members, then we'll be doing a lot of harm to the shift agenda, but also to the agenda of God in propagating the gospel. And so, um, uh, that is what I'll say about the fear of God being part of our lifestyle.
1: Thank you very much. Now, we want to take a few questions. If you have any questions, you can pop up your, your hand and the microphone will be sent to you. Now, direct it to our panelists. Any question? Please be on your feet so we can locate you. Mm-hmm. All right. Two here. Three here. All right. So please come forward. Are we going to have any more questions? If you want to ask questions, quickly, quickly make it down here. All right. Please go ahead. If you want somebody, one of the panelists in particular to address it, fine. If not, you can just ask the questions and then we'll throw it to them. Thank you very much. Uh, this one goes to any of them. When you look at the BOSA vision, mission is part of their visions. And the shift agenda, I believe, mission is also part of the shift agenda. And the question was asked initially that when this vision started, what was the state of the Apostolic Church, and listening to them, it was not in a good state. So you wanted to ask that. I wanted to ask, now that this shift agenda has come, and Apostolic Mission, we normally hear them, they go to the north, sometimes to OT region, recently called OT region. Are we now shifting to our neighboring country, Benin, Togo, other places, or we are still going to remain in Ghana? Thank you very much. Thank you. We'll take all the questions and then panelists, you you may jot it down um, and handle it for us. Kindly tell us your name and probably where you're coming from. Your friend.
7: My name is Fred. I'm coming from Obawasi area. I wanted to ask this question I was asking myself a lot of questions. I want to confess. This is my first time of coming to Aposa Camp. Oh, wow. And then uh, I see what is happening here and what is going out there about Aposa, especially in the church. Is, is this this apostolic? It's Aposa. And what is happening here is like the glory of God is just in the environment. But we have different things they are saying about Aposa. Now that God has helped the management team of the Apostolic Church, coming from Aposa, and also the executive members, some of them, what are they doing to help the church as a whole understand what Aposa is about? Thank you.
1: Thank you very much.
8: Praise the Lord.
1: Hallelujah. A
8: friend is Street. come And and Mammy And you uh-huh, remember to who's <laughs> was I
1: Thank you very much. Next person. Please go ahead. Okay. Your name and where you are coming from and then your question, please. Enough of the questions. I think we are going to take the people who have come here. So we wouldn't add up to those who are already here.
8: Okay, please. I'm Charles from La area, I'm Charles from La area. La area, go ahead. Yes. Uh,
1: Can we have some quiet, please?
8: Three months ago, I decided to. I was once post uh, checking files on uh, Ghana military uh, as armed forces, and I was as I was crossing, like I was checking some, wanted to know something about it for a friend, and I got to some parts the chaplain parts of the Ghana Armed Forces, and one of their requirements was myself, if the person wants to be a chaplain, like a pastor in the Ghana Armed Forces, that place, the person must have ordained as a minister of some of the denominations, and I couldn't see our church, the Apostolic Church Ghana, in the... Uh, various denominations that were been given. So I decided to even write to uh, uh, headquarters during the time that they gave us the chance because they wanted to review the constitution, but right. because of some staffs, I couldn't. So I'm asking is there anything that uh, leadership are not considering or they are yet to do something on that. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much.
5: Please, my name is Solomon Amponsadaku. I'm coming from the Kanishi area. Um, about the, the church support for the Aposa. I want to ask a question that um, let's say full pastors will be allocated on campus to support Aposa. Aside of full pastors that will be allocated for the Aposa people on campus, what is the church's support for the Aposa in terms of place of worship a state of transportation and a way of going for missions what is the church's support that is going to be given to us to make this work a little bit easier for us so that we won't suffer that much when we are trying to make out thank you
1: thank you very much i thought you were going to say that what what can we do what can our postal members do but anyway our panelists will we also have a role to play you know it's not just the head, headquarters doing everything we we, we just heard about sacrificial giving, and at this time, we rise and uh, do some things for ourselves. But we'll get there. Please, your name?
6: I'm Emmanuel. Bon. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for the opportunity. And um, please, my question is, uh, for the shift agenda to become a reality, we can't do away with money or finance. I want to find out, what is it in the shift agenda that will look at creating Income outside the orthodox or the traditional way of Titan offering. Are we going to venture into businesses, into investment, in order to create income? Thank you. Number two, this is a suggestion. Please say, what is it in the, oh, oh, let, me, let me put it in a question form. What is it in the shift agenda that will look at educating us on our fundamental things that identify us? You go to a church and even the decoration that they do, the, 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 the sequence of order in our colors are changed. You see the blue face, the white face, and the, and the red, which is wrong. You see? The basic, basic things that identify us as apostolics, we don't even know. And I, I would humbly ask Mr. President that when they go to pastor's conference, they should ask the pastors what is the meaning of our big uh, small big uh, logo I tell people it is not complete a and a challenge so I would like to suggest that
3: you look at the basic basic things that
1: thank you very much thank you very
6: much
3: thank you very much my name is Maswa Tamate from the Asituary district my question is um, change positive change is good
2: uh, it is not everybody who wants change, especially when those people have done particular things for a long time. Now, in the, our quest to shift, have you anticipated any hindrances, And then what, is, what are you doing or what have you intended to do to surmount them? Thank you. Thank you.
9: Praise God. Um, I'm Salome Ado from Ashaiman area. I'm concerned about women in ministry. I heard um, The first time I heard about the shift agenda was at Committee 1, Tema, where the president addressed um, the workers in the, I think, the, the region, yes. So um, in his speech, he talked about strengthening um, women in ministry. So I'd like to know whether um, there'll be bursaries or scholarships. For women to study in the Bible school, in the, sham, uh, in the apostolic Bible school, so that we'll be able to raise more women and encourage them to go into ministry. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Uh,
9: thank you very much. Um, please, I have two concerns. The first one has to do with um, English assemblies or English services. Um, I think that most of the active English most of the active English assemblies or services are concentrated in either Kumasi or Accra um, and I think it's not the best we must decentralize it and when you look at former jobs they you, you, you can post anybody anywhere I have someone probably in committee 5 gets posted to either Tamalewa or maybe even just central Region. And because the person has been identified with English service for a very long time, right from maybe that teens to uh, the university, the person is out and is working. Then we don't have those services there, and they find it very difficult to identify with the local church. Eventually, we lose them. So when they come back to the city, they are no more apostolic church members. So I want to find out active steps they are going to put in place to at least every region, every regional Thank chapter you very should much. have that. And then my other concern... Oh, I thought you finished. I said two.
1: Be, be snappy.
9: Okay, the, the last one All right. has to do with... Now we are saying that... I uh, understand we are going to get full-time pastors for the campuses. Now, when it comes to apostle and witness, sometimes there are some conflicting um, issues, especially with apostle people who are now also witness members. And I want to know, Is it possible for Aposa to remain Aposa on campus? And I will make it witness in the church so that when we come back from school, we move straight to witness. That wouldn't just be talking about Aposa, 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 because the same Aposa people, the same youth, make up the witness. All right. Thank you very
10: much. Thank you very much. Aposa. Uh, I'm Sami Afo. I want to ask about.
1: Where are you coming
10: from? I'm from Takrade. All
1: right,
10: go ahead. Uh, my question is about our SHS. Uh, we're talking about having a pastor's for the, our tertiary institutions. But I also want to ask if you're also going to give one to some of our SHS students. Because personally, I'm SHS coordinator. And from the little experience I have over there, we established one uh, a poster in a certain school. But then, because we are also getting some of the pastors around to help, it looks like the students are not buying, uh, they are not showing much interest. And even with the schools that they are having a POSA, it's, it's, the students don't really have full interest in the service. So I want to know if you also give a pastors to that area so that they can help our students at the SHS level. So that when they come to the investees, they would fully...
1: Uh, Thank you very much. God bless you. To my honorable panelists, please, then do justice to the question.
3: I, I think some of the questions, I don't know whether that president will come in. Because some of them are promises I can promise. <laughs> Best wishes and scholarships, I don't have an idea. <laughs> and so I'll I president at appropriate time. And also the issue about chaplaincy for Pentecostals that one, I think it can be taken at their level. Uh, I, I agree with him. When you look at the address in the newspapers, one particular church has hijacked it. So probably um, we can handle it. But let me talk about one. We are not saying that we can, we, one school, one pastor, that one is not sustainable. Because now the way the SHs have multiplied, if we attempt that, it will be financial disaster. We have what you call traveling secretaries. When we are uh, tech, SU Traveling Secretary, the whole Ashanti region. So it just moved from campus to campus. So that is what you want to start with. But for the key investors, we have one pastor. For a start, that same pastor, if it's a Legon, can probably decide to move into uh, 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 Presec, Trinity, uh, Girls, at least around here. But as we move on, Finances permitting, we have been traveling secretaries who will be going to almost every secondary school. But I mean, CEC is very, very passionate about that because it's at the heart of the president's agenda. And we think that that is what we can also do to help him make an impact in the schools. So probably can think about this.
4: Um, just to add a bit to that, I think the, the president. And for that matter, the council idea is to also have the schools in clusters, very sizable, small clusters, assigned to one particular minister. And that minister wouldn't have any other local church. Uh, No, I mean, like the traditional local assembly. (laughs) Uh, Pastor Dr. Alex is asking over there, Didi.
5: Praise God. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise God. Now, these these ministers um, are going to be well resourced they are going to be well uh, remunerated, said that it wouldn't be a bother for them to be looking elsewhere for funding. Um, So they're going to be fully dedicated to the campuses, including like uh, Apostle Doctor mentioned, including the SHS. Uh, So those that are within the cluster will also be covered, the SHS. They will also be covered in, in that instance. Um, so it, it will be well, it, it's going to completely change the structure of our campus ministry as we have it at the national level. Um, it's going to change it completely, but it's going to be more effective. Um, um, our host, if you permit me, just to connect that quickly to the question about the resources. Um, as Apostle Doctor also mentioned. Yes. Go ahead. Um, I think there is a commitment from the President and the management to resource and support the campuses. Uh, in the shift agenda is outlined, the President has outlined the allocation of a budget for campus ministry, which will be assessed, but of course it will be well managed and controlled with the APOSA superintendent in in active role. Um, So a budget line will be created. It will not be a free flow of money. It will be well-managed, well-monitored to ensure that we're getting value for money. People are using the money for the purpose and um, it it will be made available. It will not cover everything at a go, but it will be a start of uh, addressing that concern.
1: Thank you very much.
4: Um.
2: Yeah, I have a question here which I would like to look at. Hindrances or challenges within the shift agenda, and for that matter, even within the witness-opposer camps, any good change leadership expert would tell you that change is difficult. But inevitable the shift is is going to be tough it's going to be misconceptualized like how apostle doctor said some people are even misinterpreting it to me one hour service even so i know some people who are interpreting that let's do all our fundraising before first january because after that you can't do fundraising like normal i mean It is a difficult concept to comprehend among others. But you and I, as Apostle members, we are blessed with understanding and knowledge of what it means to have a different dynamics to church. This church is not going to be the same, period. The old things have gone, and the new has come. Let us embrace it in our little corners somehow, and preach the new thing that God is laying on our president's heart so that when you don't understand something, you seek the person who can help you to understand it. The fact that there are people, I am a area pastor for witness and opposing. A very big post. But believe me, the challenges are big because you don't know whether to calm Aposa people down and tell witness people to arise, or let's have a balance. And unfortunately, there are people who are leading locals who are considered as witness slash Aposa leader. And I look at the person, there's no Aposa in that person. He doesn't even speak any Aposa language, not in English. I'm not talking about English. Like He doesn't even know the slogans and the things. So then I'm thinking. What can we do to militate against some of these challenges? It is a personal thing. Some people will never love you, don't accept it, no matter what, because you are not for them. We should be able to understand that the shift agenda is not for everybody. Even though it's a movement that can swerve everybody, but some people will resist it. Just like when the wind is blowing, some people will just hold on to some. Uh, 3B just to be able to until they realize that it got to go secondly if you think about it that everybody should be on the bus so that we can go we are going to make a big mistake we have to coerce on people with wisdom and understanding that this thing is for good unless we sell it for them to buy it they are going to resist and say what is in for us do you know that even right now I can say that some people are waiting for Apostle Aaron to finish his terms and then we start all over again? <laughs> there may be somebody who is praying that after all watch out four years, oh Manindi eight years, by a square one. But if we insist that this agenda is a permanent thing that is going to help the church, they will see the things that God has brought and they will glorify God and say, What must we do that we may be part of it? And it's not going to be by might nor by power. It's going to be by His Spirit, so that you and I don't have to fight and resist. The, the, uh, the Galula warfare is finished. Now we have to get people on our side. We in their hearts. So, witness, yes. I'm sure there are a lot of us who are witness members. Are there witness members here? Yes, all of us. And then the same Congregation, we go to the campuses, we are a Oppose So you are a twin. <laughs>
10: Therefore,
2: what we got to do is that when, when you are with the Greek, you speak Greek. When you are with the Romans, pre Romans. And when you are with the Gentiles, you try to win them. So that by all means necessary, even the women's fellowship will give us their benefits. They will give us money. They will give us the support because we need all of them. Apostle was talking about how we used to raise funds and things like that. Probably he forgot the fact that there were women that we were attacking by armor. We we will attack you vehemently and say, My baby, mommy. That's why I was a little concerned about if we have a pastor who is only localized at the how is he gonna give? Because we need all the movements, including the new ones that the apostle will be raising and saying, Children's church. Children's church, who is gonna man the children's church? Is it not the apostle, guys? Most of the Sunday schools, at any good Sunday school, you realize that we are there. We didn't go there with apostle, apostle label. We went there because we had to do something for God. And when you are doing something for God, forget about labels. Forget about the groups. Forget about where you think you align with. Otherwise, you might step on the toe who will not even allow you because there's an elder something somewhere who doesn't want the name that you want to carry. Thank you. Um,
3: let, let me add uh, about the witness apposa thing. Um, the shift agenda is saying that um, there will be a youth policy to be drafted. And uh, the last meeting management had with movement leaders is supposed to bring two reps each to formulate a new new policy. So we are going to address the apostate witness issue. So it's likely at the end of the policy, you don't know the nature of apostate, the nature of witness. It will affect almost on the movement. So please, let's wait. When the committee starts, you can bring your input on how you want a poster and witness to operate.
4: Thank you very much. you have any other questions? Yes. Um, the yeah. w- women in ministry. All right. uh, the question about the women in ministry. Um, yes. Um, the specific point made about bursaries or scholarships. I think, uh, if, I, if I will attempt to speak President's mind on this, and he's here. Um, the, the idea will not be to provide bursary to every female who is interested in ministry, but there may be cases where for some particular function um, somebody needs to be supported f- to be trained in an area said that the person will be of benefit to the church and to the work of ministry i have no doubt that the uh, shift agenda will provide support for such uh, a situation so it will not be an all-out bursary thrown out there for every woman who is interested in ministry but if the need arises for somebody to be trained um maybe counseling women, uh, women who have been abused, for example, or women who have suffered rape or something. And uh, we we see the need to train somebody found to be made available, uh, I believe, I mean, attempting to speak the president's mind uh, on this, uh, to train the person. But more importantly, I think the shift agenda is creating a very big window for women to also um, exercise their ministry. You don't have to be made a pastor or an elder. But if you are a female and you have the gift of preaching, um, space is to be created. Training will be done locally you know, for women to unearth their ministries. And their gifts said so that it will be utilized to the glory of God in the church. So there is such a window of support um, in that area for women in ministry. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, before we brought the curtain, but, uh, Before then, actually, the first question was about missions, whether we, we are going to take it beyond Ghana. Beyond Ghana. Yes. Okay. And I think um, we have about six or so countries represented in this camp meeting. Burkina Faso, Togo, Nigeria, Benin, um, Ivory Coast, and so on. Um, I think it is an indication of the connection we are building beyond the borders of Ghana to also affect our sister countries and even beyond And so um, I believe that the mission of the church will also take us beyond um, Ghana. There was a question about income generation, whether uh, the church is looking at other sources of income. Um, Let me make this upfront. I'm attempting to speak the president's mind on things only because I was asked to come and represent him here so i'm sitting in the president's chair and so i'm attempting a lot of ways to (laughs) say the things i think he will say. Uh, it may not be completely right president i beg in case i'm debating please call me to order Um, but i don't think the interest will be there to be setting up um, businesses under the shift agenda the the issue will not be to set up businesses some things may come as a fallout, uh, as a natural fallout. For example, um, we print a lot of material, like a committing brochure. Every movement in a year prints a lot of document material, and we always take these out. So, as we go on, probably a printing house is set up to print a lot of our own in-house material. It turns out that it may have space to also do other printing work for others apart from the apostolic church. The intention would not be to go and establish a printing press just for its own sake. But it turns out what we are doing for ourselves is bringing a blessing. I mean, we may set up a school for our own children like other locals and areas and districts have. It turns out it becomes very, very good and others are coming in and it's generating money. So the interest will not be to set up income generation, but it may come as a fallout of things we are doing. Um, I, I think I'll end it here for now. Thank you very much. I
1: think very soon we'll be drawing the curtain. And um, put your hands together for yourselves. You've comported yourselves very well. But before I allow my... There's a question about the fasting. About the fasting.
3: Well, I think um, her concerns I've been taking note of. Sarah, you are to why. Why? Why? Yo, I think, sir, he's been taken note of why. Thank you very You're yeah, very sorry, sir, I you understand why. CBO. Why? Before
1: we go, um, one more thing. I want to... Any word on the Nehemiah project? Just a word on the Nehemiah project. And um, the question is this. I'm a student. I'm a student, and I want to contribute to the Nehemiah project. The Lord has laid it upon my heart. Will I be allowed to do it? And also, um, the groups, can people come together and say, okay, we are Apostle Legon, and um, if we decide to come individually, our monies are going to be small. So, Apostle Legon, come together, and we've raised funds, and we've gotten so much, we want to help the Nehemiah project. Is that going to be possible?
4: Very, very possible. Um, the NEMA project is for all of us. Every, every single one of us. It's a very, very important project. Um, it, it, it will feature in almost every circular that is released from hence. Every circular will have an update on the NEMA project. The last circular that came out um, indicated that some have it even started making payment. And because it is in the circular, I take opportunity to talk about it. That our uh, first couple, uh, President and Sof Amina, they've set a very wonderful example of paying their pledge for the whole of 2020, an amount of 24,000 Ghana cities. <laughs> towards the Nehemiah project. And and that is to show example. Others are also paying. Somebody else, other Captain Afedi in Second D, he's also paid in full Um, $12,000. It's very important that each and every one of us buy into it. And no amount will be too small. Um, President is waiting for drawings to be made and then there will be an official kind of lunch, but it's already on. If you're going to do it, you can do it. And my understanding is that all those who will be contributing to the Nehemiah project, when the new headquarters is built, your names will be engraved on a certain portion. There's, there's going to be a part where everybody who contributed to the headquarters, your name will feature on a certain wall. And so don't take yourself out. Um, make sure you are contributing your quota, you are supporting the process, and it's going to be a great blessing. Look out for the circulars. Look for the circulars. You'll get the updates and the details in it concerning the NEMA project. Thank you
1: very much. I want to say a big thank you to Apostle Dr. Um, I want to say another big thank you to Apostle Pastor Dr. Alex Edwards. I want to also say a big thank you to Pastor Emmanuel Tete. Shall we give it up for them?